With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. From the Second Amendment Foundation Studios, this is the American Gun Show, educating and informing gun owners across America. Now your host, the voice of freedom, Jason Reeve. And welcome into the Second Amendment Foundation Studios right here in beautiful North Judson, Indiana, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. I am your host, Jason Reeve, the voice of freedom. Join in studio, of course, Pink Glock Girl Samantha. Settling over your words a little bit, huh? Well, uh, <laughs> me and Sam got a little bit of away time from the kids today. So we uh, yesterday we went over and helped uh, a relative get their shed painted and help them out, uh, you know, just, you know, doing the family thing. And uh, me and Samantha got pretty sunburnt by doing it, so we're kind of... Uh, Dealing with a little bit of uh, some pain tonight, but that's okay. Freedom never takes a break. All right, folks. Uh, wow, what a week it's been. Uh, you know, of course, we're still seeing protests across the country for the George or the George Floyd uh, tragedy out there. Um, unfortunately, in some cities, we are still seeing looters and rioting. But you know, I got to thinking last night actually. And I was talking with Samantha, and I and for those of you who don't know, Samantha has a bachelor's degree in business. So whenever I make a business decision or I'm thinking about making a business decision, I run it by Sam. Now, in no way are we saying that Sam is a business expert, but she has a little bit more knowledge of certain things than I do. And one of the things that I asked her was, isn't there in certain states... Now, and I don't know, I'm not going to name off the states, but in certain states where they have to hire a certain amount of minorities, colleges have to accept a certain amount of minorities. And she said, yeah. It's kind of like a quota. Yeah, they have to, they have to meet a quota, I guess, to promote 
or like a percentage or a lot of places have that even if it's an unwritten rule in some places because in a lot of places it is an unwritten rule that you have to you know have so many minorities well and the reason why i brought that up is because i said I saw a video online where a Black Lives Matter protester, now I'm not saying this at all to, you know, take a shot at Black Lives Matter, but a protester walked up to a white woman and told her that she needed to get on her knees and apologize for her privilege. And sure enough, she got on her knees and she apologized for her white privilege. Then today on social media, I seen a a photo and a video circulating around where white people were washing black people's feet and asking for forgiveness about their privilege. And the reason that I bring this up is because I asked Samantha, again, companies have to hire a certain number of minorities. Now, it's not in every state, but in, in a lot of states out there, you have to hire enough uh, enough minorities to promote uh, diversity, I guess. And colleges have to accept a certain amount of minorities uh, into their school, whether their grades qualified them to be there or not. And on top of that, Samantha brought up a very good point. How many scholarships are out there for African Americans? So this whole idea of white privilege is complete BS. And the fact that these people were so willing to get on their knees and kneel. You know, that's another thing we've been seeing too. Kneeling to the protesters. Folks, kneeling is a sign of defeat. It's a sign of servitude. There are only two people on this planet that I will ever get on a knee for. And one I've already did. And that was when I promote, proposed to Samantha. I'm going to say, I better be on that list. <laughs> it, when I got on my knee and proposed to you, when I asked you to marry me, the other person that I would kneel for is my, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Those are the only two people I will ever bow or kneel to in this world. This idea, if I tell you this right now, if a, somebody came up to me and told me I need to get on my knees and say I'm sorry for my white privilege, folks, I didn't live a privileged lifestyle. And what is the privileged lifestyle? Nobody can ever seem to define that. What is white privilege? Well, some people define it as like if a cop pulls you over... You're less likely to get a ticket or something if you're white, and that's because of your white privilege. It's thing, it's things like that. You're less likely to go over and get asked to have your car searched. You know, it certain certain places will go over and say that's white privilege. But you know what I say? It's you know what? Everyone in this country has been judged by the color of their skin. You can eat whites have even been. It's absolutely true. You can't go over and give me one person that has not in some way, shape, or form at some time in their life been judged by the color of their skin. Well, and the thing is this, okay, and here's here's the point that Samantha's making. When somebody calls me and Samantha racist because we're gun, gun owners, is that not? You see, my, my thing is if you're so quick to call somebody a racist, doesn't that make you a racist? Because the thing is this, what do you always hear come out of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's mouth every time that something happens? Oh, well, that's, that person's a racist. 
What do you always hear come out of Al Sharpton's mouth? Or Jesse Jackson? These people are racist. These people are racist. So, this whole idea of systematic racism is, I don't believe that at all. I'm not saying that there aren't racist people out there. But I don't think there's a system that is just for screwing one culture over. And I know that it's a... I know that it's a controversial subject. But the thing is also this. If we want to talk about people getting screwed over, let's talk about the Jews. Oh, gosh, yeah. They were really... The Jews were enslaved for thousands of years in early prehistorical and ancient history. Not saying that African Americans weren't enslaved. No, I'm not because I'm not saying that at all. They they've been enslaved for a long long time too. But here's the thing, they're at least not to my knowledge. Okay, I could be wrong on this, but not to my knowledge has any other group of people been murdered at the rate that they were murdered at. Right. This whole idea that, and, and you know, when people make the, the white privilege for the police thing, well, I'm just going to throw this stat at you. The African-American population makes up 13% of the United States population. That's a very low number out of the 325 million people we have here. Yeah. But out of that 13%, they're responsible for 50% of the crime. Now, I'm not saying that all black people are criminals. Not saying that at all. But what I'm saying is if you look at the stats, if you look what's on paper, 13 per, you know, why is 13% of the population responsible for 50% of the crime? Now, we can dive down deep into that and say, well, when we look at places like Chicago, we've talked about that here on the show. The African-American community in Chicago is severely at a disadvantage. But that's not because of their them being black. It's the fact that they're elected officials that they constantly uh, say they're going to make it better for them. They don't. It's, it's like you're hating on the wrong group. Yeah. You're, you're hating on the cops for going over and policing the community. And I agree. If I mean, you, every time you see an African American, you should not go over and assume that they're up to no good. And I... A lot of cops, I think, do do that. But I agree. The The group you should really be fighting against and hating is your elected officials. They're the ones that go over and dictate the policy that keeps you in poverty. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They're the ones you need to go after, not, not the police. They're doing their job. Right. But yet, for some reason, for some reason, you know, we have this incident of a police officer... Who did commit a crime? I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with that at all. Yeah, they, he needs to rot, and the officers that were next to him. I'm glad they are arrested, and they should be charged too. But the other thing, though, is Larry Elder brought this up, who's a conservative African American, and he said, "Why is it that Black Lives Matter only cares about black lives when they're killed by whites?" And he brought up. What about the black-on-black crime in cities like Chicago and St. Louis and Baltimore? If black lives matter, why, are, why isn't there a march in these cities almost weekly? And again, we're not saying this to, 
to you know take a shot at Black Lives Matter or to take uh, you know to downgrade what people are protesting for. That's you know, not you know, it at all. I think it's it's just like how I feel about uh, being like a feminist and all that. If you want the same and equal treatment as men as a feminist, you need to go over and you get the same treatment all across the board. You don't get to pick and choose what the same treatment you want to be. So if you want to go over and have the same pay as a man, you need to first work as hard and not take as many days off. But then also when it comes like wartime, you need to be out on the front lines. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it's the same thing with... When it comes to the Black Lives Matter movement, I'm a supporter to an extent because I feel like if you want to go over and say Black Lives Matter, you need to go and not just judge it that, okay, well, you know, this is a separate topic. It's it's every African American. It's everything should count under the Black Lives Matter. Everything between if you were killed by a white, killed by another African American, killed by Hispanic, it doesn't matter. Every life should concern you. And you need to march for it. You need to go over and if you want to be a good example to the world and show that, you know, black lives really do matter, Mm -hmm. you need to encompass all lives. You need to be the example. Exactly. If you're you're not the example, then, I mean, what's everybody else just going to sit back and just look at you? I mean, you have to be the example that shows that black, all black lives do matter. Now, I'm not saying that they don't agree with that. Because I understand where they're coming from. I kind of understand where they're coming from. But I just just have a different view of how they should go and how much more they should encompass. Well, the thing is this, and we're going to talk about a a, a case here in our third segment, which happened in Louisville. Because Black Lives Matter is throwing a fit about what happened to the young lady down in Louisville that we talked about, that didn't have anything to do with race. It had to do with the fact that it was a no-knock police order. And we're going to discuss that a little later in the show. But the thing is this, and we said that last week, that we don't need to be having no-knock police uh, police orders. We don't need to be having that kind of stuff. Because this this endangers the homeowner and the police officers. But the fact of the matter is, you know... The point that I'm trying to make here is don't sit here and say that I have white privilege and demand that I apologize. I'm not responsible for what happened. You know, it's just like, and how does, and what does this have to do with guns? Well, whenever there's a mass shooting, who did the anti-gun people blame? It's always all the gun owners. They blame the hundred million gun owners that we have across the country. I'm not responsible for what happened in Parkland. But yet the media and the anti-gun crowd will make you th- will try to make you believe that you are. And this is the same thing here. What has happened in Minneapolis is a tragedy, but I'm not responsible for it. It's they want to go over and say, it, I'm sorry. It's it's like they want to go over and you say that it, the rioters are not the same as the protesters. There are a few bad apples, which I completely agree with. Right. But then you have to go over and encompass. It's just like not all cops are bad. Not all whites are racist. I mean, you got to go over and you got to encompass everything. Not all. Just because a few bad apples do something wrong doesn't mean that encompasses the whole group. Right. And unfortunately, that's what we see to tend happens. It's a double standard pretty much all across the board. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh yeah, absolutely. All right, folks, we got a great show for you tonight. We're going to take our first break. We'll be right back after this. A big part of the concealed carry lifestyle is carrying your firearm at all times. This can be difficult if you don't have the right holster. I've tried many holsters with minimum success. Then I tried the cloak tuck, an inside the waistband holster made by Ailing Gear Holsters. They also make the Shape Shift Holster Series, have lifetime warranties, and are made right here in the USA. Visit AlienGearHolsters.com to browse their selections and find the best holster for your lifestyle. Are you looking for a versatile and unique face shield? Alpha Defense Gear has you covered. Head on over to their website at alphadefensegear.com where you will find everything from face shields, arm sleeves, hats, and more. They even have gear for your dog, which I love because I like to spoil the official American Gun mascot, Chloe. Looking for a new firearm but don't know where to start? Well, look no further than Taurus. Taurus has a variety of firearms from revolvers to semi-automatics. These firearms include the Defender 856, the G2C, the all-new G3, and the TX-22 2019's Guns and Ammo Handgun of the Year. Taurus firearms are reliable and reasonably priced. Go to TaurusUSA.com to browse their selection of firearms. Taurus Firearms, designed to protect. The Second Amendment Foundation is one of the most important gun rights organizations winning lawsuits at the state and local level, but we need your help. Join or donate at saf.org and help us win back your gun rights. of the American Gun Show is brought to you by Taurus Firearms. Now back to the voice of freedom, Jason Reeve. Alright folks, welcome back to the American Gun Show and uh, you know, there's something else, there's another element that's happening here. You are starting to see police officers who are walking away from their communities. You know, we saw a video the other night of a man in his 70s, I believe was 75 years old if I'm not mistaken, who was shoved to the ground by two Baltimore police officers. Now, I've heard arguments on both sides of this. Should the police have done that? Probably not. But at the same time, on the other side of the coin, it's like, how much crap can these police take before, you know, they react? Now, I'm not saying what happened is right. But you see, that those two police officers, they've been charged. See, something, I'm against what they did 100% because... Well, I don't think it's right what they did either. 
well, when you look at, I mean, if you look at the video, it's completely, uh, the, all, the whole way around, it's wrong. I mean, it, first of all, it, I get that this guy was claimed to be, he, isn't, he was an agitator, which the video shows he pretty much was. I right. agree with that. But the thing is, when you see an older person, you would assume that, okay, they're a little bit more frail. I mean... Yeah, he, he busted his head on the ground, and you could see blood pooling. Yeah, and then one of the officers went over and was about... It, it was like he was turned to rent, about to render aid, but another officer pushed him and said, no, just keep going. That was wrong. Yeah. When you see somebody on the ground like that, bleeding like that, you stop and you help. I don't care what the situation is. You stop and you help. Well, that point there being is that they were part of what was called the emergency response team. There were 52 officers in that team. They've all resigned. They've all quit. Because anything that they do, any kind of force that they use, they realize that their government officials are not going to support them. Was that something, you know what, I agree with that too. If you 100% go over and think that that you're not going to be supported, don't work there. I agree with what they did. I don't agree with the shoving of the old man, but I agree that, you know what, I'll resign. Well, now listen to this. In Michigan, a police chief has been forced to resign after offering support for people carrying firearms legally. Can you believe that? We've come to a point now where a police officer, a police chief, expresses support for a constitutional right, and he loses his job. That's It's unbelievable. You know what we need to do? We just need to go over, buy like a thousand acres, fence it off, and go over and say, okay, we're going to annex ourselves from the U.S. Yeah, that's not going to work. <laughs> um this happened in Lowell, Michigan, where police chief Stephen Bukala was forced to resign just days after expressing his support for armed citizens who decided to patrol the downtown area while legally carrying their firearms in an attempt to stop looting in the area. In which state? Michigan. They were in Detroit. You know what, didn't an officer, didn't a, a chief in... um. Florida, Grady Judd. Yeah, that's what I thought. Grady Judd basically told anybody who wanted to come in and cause problems in his county, my citizens are armed, and I told them to defend themselves. But he was the difference between he, Florida and Michigan. He was praised people. for doing that. That's the di- that you know that's the different belief systems. Now this is a small town. Uh, Lowell, Michigan, is a small town with about four thousand people, and it's located just a few miles from Grand Rapids, where. At Grand Rapids, they had riots, and it resulted in the burning of buildings, looted storefronts, and and the arrest of at least eight people involved on charges related to rioting and looting. Shortly after the riots took place, the Lowell Police Department posted a face on Facebook about several individuals who were lawfully carrying in a small downtown area in an effort to prevent looting and rioting. This is what it said, quote, we at the Lowell Police Department support the legally armed citizens and the Second Amendment. That's what the chief wrote on the Facebook page. Now, this led to a fury of... Wait, that was it? Yeah, that was it. 
It led to a fury of comments between residents when the chief, that the chief defended the right to open carry. It also led city manager Michael Burns to order the chief to remove that sentence in support of the four men. Several days later, Bukala took to his personal Facebook page and once again spoke about the armed citizens. This is what he said, quote, So these fine young men called me today. They wanted me to exercise their Second Amendment right and walk down Main Street. They saw what happened in Grand Rapids. They said it's not going to happen here. We have your backs. I thank them for letting me know they were in town and to call if they see something. That's what he wrote. Now, according to the city manager, Michael Burns, he then ordered Bukala to resign by 5 p.m. on Thursday or he would be terminated at 5.01. So the chief tendered his resignation. And the Lowell, uh, the Lowell Police Department's Facebook page then issued an apology for defending armed citizens and the right to carry. This is what that tweet said. Quote, we have made many mistakes on social media this week, starting with the ill-considered message posted by Lowell's police department. When they defended the message, arguing, arguing with residents or dismissing their concern, on behalf of the city and the police department, we apologize to our community for these mistakes at a time when residents looked to us for leadership. We have failed. We must take this opportunity to listen and learn so we can work together to defend racism and build more than just in equal society defend racism or, or defeat i'm sorry defeat <laughs> re, defeat racism and build a more just and equal society we can and must do better now the city manager says that the chief violated city policy including conduct unbecoming of a police officer and personnel shall not allow personal feelings to influence their professional conduct so how is def defending the Second Amendment interfering with personal decision? Well, according to Michael Burns, because I'm willing to bet any amount of money, Michael Burns is a gun-hating Democrat. And he said, no, we don't want... You see, the thing about this is, this is the thing that we've been seeing happening all over the country here. That when you can't defend yourself or you cannot defend the the police can't defend the city you take up your second amendment right and you defend yourself that's what you know when we talk about well-regulated militia the left likes to say oh well that right there just means we can pass gun control no what 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 well-regulated militia means is in the context that it was written in that time is that the militia is a group of armed people that can come together and fight a foreign or domestic issue to preserve their town, to preserve their state. These armed men, and we've seen this all across the country, we had that in Crown Point, which is not very far from us, when they had a protest. You had armed citizens on the street, and guess what? Nothing happened. You know, the, the thing is this, President Trump said last week, you Americans can exercise their Second Amendment right. The left went bananas with that. They said Trump was inciting violence. No, President Trump is saying, look, it's become very clear that these Democrats 
and these liberal mayors can't keep you protected, so you are going to have to protect yourselves. That's what it's come to. It's become quite obvious that the police can't protect you. Right, and that's what happened here with this police chief. This police chief said, I support your guys' right to carry a firearm. I support your guys' right to defend yourself. And then the city manager says you have to resign? What kind of what kind of controversy does this even create? Some people in the city of Lowell are now because of what Michael Burns did. Well, this little effect that Michael Burns might have done might actually have a different uh, opinion now because they're considering holding an open carry rally in that city. Good. You know. It, I tell you what, if you guys are going to do that up there in Lowell, go ahead and drop off uh, some uh, the Bill of Rights or the Constitution with these guys too. This is a this is an incredible fail here. The impression that a small town is run by folks who can't or won't support the rights of the resident to exercise their freedom of speech or their right to carry. Lowell seemed like the typical American small town. Now it seems like the kind of place you might want to ban moms uh, and baseball and apple pie. I mean, this is just ridiculous. You know, it's kind of, it, it's hitting everywhere. This whole this is hitting everywhere. I mean, we just had I think it was two nights ago. We had a bunch of. And I think it's just a bunch of kids go over and spray paint the side of a business with all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it the, the the thing is here, folks, you know, I've heard plenty of police chiefs, like we talked about Grady Judd, buy a gun. We've had several chiefs say, look, we're overwhelmed right now. If something happens at your house... We might not be able to get there. So if you got a gun, keep it by you and like use it. I, like I said, soon we're going to turn into like like Great Britain where you call the cops and it could take a half an hour, hour. They might not come. Well, that happens now in rural, rural uh, cities across the nation. The average time for a police response is 11 minutes. If somebody's trying to kick your door in and he has a weapon... That's way too long for Ele- And the average time is 11 minutes? How much damage can be done in 11 minutes? You know, a lot of people like to, you know, when there's a mass shooting, they criticize the police response. The police weren't there when it happened. For It takes time from the when somebody places the 911 call to the dispatcher, then the dispatcher to dispatch the police, and God forbid the police are on the other side of town. And for us, we're about a mile, we're less than a mile from city limits, but because we're in the county, if we go over and we call the cops... We don't fall under the jurisdiction of North Judson City. Yeah, we have to go over and wait for the county to come, and they could, I mean, the nearest officer could be... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 10 miles away. Could be 15, 20 minutes away. So that's something you guys need to think about out there. What's the old saying? When seconds count, the police are minutes away. So you got to take your uh, your own safety into your own hands. Why do you think a lot of uh, us, the people out in the country, go over and do that? Why do you think we have guns? You have to be your first, your own first responder. We'll be right back after this. These are troubling times in America. Are you thinking about getting a gun and carrying it for defense of yourself? and your loved ones, would you know what to do if the unthinkable happened? Fortunately, there is an organization that can help, the United States Concealed Carry Association, the USCCA. The USCCA has training, education, and insurance. With a tenacious legal defense, if you ever have to defend the life of you or your loved ones, the USCCA is there for you. That's exactly why I am a member. The American Gun Show is proud to be partnered with the United States Concealed Carry Association. Head over to the American Gun Show Facebook page for exclusive offers or uscca.com to begin your path to becoming a responsibly armed American. The Second Amendment Foundation is one of the most important gun rights organizations winning lawsuits at the state and local level, but we need your help. Join or donate at saf.org and help us win back your gun rights. Hello folks, Jason Reeve here. As you know, the American Gun Show is proud to be affiliated with the United States Concealed Carry Association, the USCCA. The USCCA offers education, training, and most importantly, legal defense should you ever need to use a firearm to defend your life or your loved ones. But that's not all. The USCCA Self-Defense Shield not only covers firearms, but all self-defense tools. Knives, tasers, whichever tool you use to defend your life. We have a link pinned to the top of the American Gun Show Facebook page at Facebook slash The American Gun Show. If you use this link, not only do you get peace of mind of having the Self-Defense Shield, but you help grow this radio program. Once again, visit the American Gun Show Facebook page and click on the link. Thank you. This segment of the American Gun Show is brought to you by the United States Concealed Carry Association. Visit uscca.com to begin your path to becoming a responsibly armed American. Welcome back to the show, folks. Now, I know last week we talked about what happened in Louisville, Kentucky, which uh, had to do with the Breonna Taylor case. And just to give you a quick synopsis of what happened, Breonna Taylor was at home. About 1 o'clock in the morning, the police served what was called a no-knock warrant. They kicked the door in of her house at 1 o'clock in the morning, did not announce they were there, did not announce who they were, Breonna's boyfriend fired a shot because he thought they were home invaders and the police responded and they wound up killing Breonna Taylor when the police fired back. But the Louisville City Council Committee passed Breonna's law. Breonna's law 
uh, will deal specifically with no-knock warrants. The Public Safety Committee passed a proposal on Wednesday to severely curtail no-knock warrants in honor of Taylor, who was 26 years old. Beautiful young lady. But under this proposal, you know, it's really sad that her life got cut short because of a no-knock warrant. That's one of the stupidest things I have ever heard of as a no-knock warrant. Because as I've often said, if you kick my door at 1 o'clock in the morning and I don't know who you are, be prepared to get shot at. Because I'm not trying to figure out who you are. You kicked my door in. Keep in mind, folks, my door ain't locked for my protection. Yeah. It's locked for anybody outside my house's protection. But under this proposal, no-knock warrants will be limited to crimes including murder, hostage-taking, kidnapping, terrorism, human trafficking, or sexual trafficking. The warrant could also be only sought or sought after during an imminent threat of harm or death. So basically, no-knock warrants are gone unless there's an immediate threat. This bans no-knock warrants in narcotic sales because that's what they thought was in the house, was narcotics. This measure was voted on unanimously by the Louisville City Council. It passed seven to nothing into law. This proposal will now head to the full Metro Council for a vote on June 11th. This is, here's a quote here, quote, I can assure you that there is a crowd of people standing outside City Hall at this exact moment that are expecting us to move with urgency, and I do not believe that we honor her by delaying or kicking the ball down the park. Councilwoman Jessica Green, who chairs the committee, told the newspaper in Louisville. Taylor was shot and killed on March 13th when Louisville police officers entered her home unannounced to serve a no-knock warrant in connection with a narcotics investigation. Taylor's boyfriend, Kenneth Walker, said he thought someone was breaking into the house and fired a shot. The officers returned fire, shooting Taylor eight times. Walker was then arrested at the scene and charged with attempted murder of a police officer. But those charges were dropped. Here's the kicker. No narcotics were found in the house. This is what Robert Egert, who is Walker's defense attorney, said. Quote, Had Breonna Taylor been killed by anyone except police, the person or persons responsible for her death would have been charged with a homicide. As of right now, none of the police officers involved in this have been charged. I look for that possibly to change. The 911 call that Walker made at the scene was released on May 29th. He said, quote, I don't know what happened. Someone kicked in the door and shot my girlfriend. Walker could be heard telling the dispatcher, when asked where Taylor had been shot, he replied, I don't know. She's on the ground right now. I don't know. I don't know. See, folks, we talked about this last week on the show about, you know, these no-knock orders. We've 
we've talked about this all the time. You know, well, not all the time, but we had two cases of no-knock orders where people have been shot and killed. There, 24 hours before what happened in Louisville, there was another no-knock incident that happened in Maryland where a pregnant woman had been shot by the police. And then here's the kicker about the case of Maryland. They had the wrong damn house. The police did not even conduct the search warrant on the right house. Folks, I love my police officers just as much as anybody else. I have nothing but respect for the police officers. I support the thin blue line. But when you are a police officer, I am trusting you to know everything before you act. That's just like when I go to the doctor, I expect that doctor to give me the best options before they just mark and just do something. These no-knock orders do nothing but put the individual of the house, apartment, whatever. They put the individual at risk and they put the police officer at risk. Because when you shoot at the police, what are the police going to do? They're going to shoot back. But in this case, this could this whole thing could have been completely avoided. And I said this too. If you know that somebody's home at 1 o'clock in the morning, do you really necessarily have to do a no-knock order? I mean, it just seems like, you know, hey, we know they're there. Let's just go in and see what happened. I mean, that's just my thought process behind it. I mean, I'm not, a, I'm not an expert on policing. But I'm just saying that these are things that have to change. You know, this is not helping the movement at all. And this is a tragedy. 26-year-old woman's life's been cut short because the police decided to kick her door in. And then they said, well, we did announce ourselves. We did announce that we were police. Well, you guys were wearing body cams, right? Well, of course we were wearing body cams. Okay, well, we need you to release that. And then they refused to release it. Does that seem suspicious to anybody? Because that would certainly seem suspicious to me. You got nothing to hide. Why aren't you going over and releasing it? Right. That's how I feel. Right. You don't got nothing to hide. You better release it. I mean, why are you pulling an Adam shift? You don't... There, there's no call for this. There's no call whatsoever. And I'm happy to see that Louisville did something about this. I would like to see some legislation nationally that would do something about this. Yeah. And say that, or or lo- or statewide, say, you know. This puts I, everybody in danger. I don't care who you are, this puts everybody in danger, both parties. Well, I mean, think about it, folks. If you're at home... And all of a sudden, you hear your door get kicked in at 1 o'clock in the morning. What are you going to think? Your first thought is, oh, maybe. Your first thought's not going to be, oh, maybe it's the police. Maybe they have a search. Just, just a search warrant. No. A, <laughs> I'm going to think you're a, a bad guy who's breaking into my house. And guess what? I have two kids and a wife to protect. So <laughs> the bottom line is, like I said, you kick my door in at 1 o'clock in the morning, 
you better be prepared because you're going to get shot. You know, um, there's that old saying, don't come to my house uninvited. That's kind of how I work here at my house. That's kind of how Samantha is when I'm not home. You, yeah. You come to my house uninvited. You better at least knock. And you kick my door in. <laughs> you're going to have a bad day. <laughs> yeah, the last thing you're going to see is a flash. <laughs> But, I mean, this is this is tragic, and this is why the people were protesting in Louisville last week. Um, it was completely separate from what happened with George Floyd. But do you see how all of these things have kind of just come in together? Yep. That, you know, we have this incident with, you know, Breonna Taylor. We have that incident that happened in Maryland, and then we have the George Floyd death. So now you can see why the set, the, the hatred towards police is so bad right now. Now, again, I'll say this, 99% of cops are good. Yeah. They're good people. They're, they're people just like me and you. And we know a lot of them. Every single one of them is good. But, you know, the thing is, that 1% that are the bad cops, and I'm not denying that there's not bad cops out there. We, we, know, one, we know one cop in our area that is a bad cop. I mean, he's not in our town. But we found out that this cop was married to my cousin. And we found out that he was as telling women, if you get a, if you, I'll, I'll let you off with a warning if you give me a sexual favor. Yeah. So we know that there's a bad cop in this area. He's, uh, he's actually under investigation right now because of it. So... But what I'm saying is here, I'm glad to see that there are some ref- there is some reform being done here. Because there was no reason for this. My heart goes out to her family. I mean, I I saw the picture of her, beautiful young woman. Yeah, you show me a picture of her. Yeah, I mean, beautiful young lady. Oh yeah, she was gorgeous. And just her life cut short because it's, stupidity. Yeah, instead of us knocking on the door and announcing we're here, we're just going to kick the door in. Yeah. What, what, you know, if you're in a cop's mind and you know, you know, this is my thought process behind it. And I got a minute left here. So this, I'm just going to give you my opinion. If I'm a police officer and I'm going to somebody's house, knowing that you have a right to keep and bear arms in this country, how do I know there ain't a gun in there? I'm sorry, but also if you're just a thought. If you're going to to serve a search warrant on somebody who's suspected of having drugs, I mean, you're not going to go over and go after somebody who's some little peddly, piddly buyer. Yeah. You're going to go after a dealer. If it's a dealer, you really think that the dealer doesn't have a gun? Right. Just saying. Right. These guys kill each other all over the place. You know, they, they kill each other all the time for their drug turf and stuff like that. All right, folks, we're going to take a time out. We'll be right back after this. Are you looking for a versatile and unique face shield? Alpha Defense Gear has you covered. Head on over to their website at alphadefensegear.com where you will find everything from face shields, arm sleeves, hats, and more. They even have gear for your dog, which I love because I like to spoil the official American Gun mascot, Chloe.
A big part of the concealed carry lifestyle is carrying your firearm at all times. This can be difficult if you don't have the right holster. I've tried many holsters with minimum success. Then I tried the cloak tuck, an inside the waistband holster made by Alien Gear Holsters. They also make the Shapeshift Holster Series, have lifetime warranties, and are made right here in the USA. Visit AlienGearHolsters.com to browse their selections and find the best holster for your lifestyle. The Second Amendment Foundation is one of the most important gun rights organizations winning lawsuits at the state and local level, but we need your help. Join or donate at saf.org and help us win back your gun rights. Looking for a new firearm but don't know where to start? Well, look no further than Taurus. Taurus has a variety of firearms from revolvers to semi-automatics. These firearms include the Defender 856, the G2C, the all-new G3, and the TX-22 2019's Guns and Ammo Handgun of the Year. Taurus firearms are reliable and reasonably priced. Go to TaurusUSA.com to browse their selection of firearms. Taurus Firearms, designed to protect. This segment of the American Gun Show is brought to you by the Second Amendment Foundation. Join or donate at saf.org. Now back to the defender of your gun rights, Jason Reed. All right, folks, welcome back to the show. And a popular YouTuber has been arrested in connection with rioting and looting in Arizona. I now, his brother. I'm just saying, I thought it was his brother. Jake Paul is Logan Paul's brother. Just your face, it was a blonde moment. So what ended up happening is, uh, I had the intro, but Samantha just screwed it all up. You're welcome. Guys, it's something that I find very interesting that you could go on YouTube and make a buttload of money. I, I've never understood how people do this, but apparently if you go on there and you make a, a uh, you know, a, a viral video... You get enough views, then it pays the advertisement and everything, I guess. Yeah. Because YouTube gets paid for advertisement. But I can't believe the money that some of these people make yeah, on, the, on YouTube. I mean, it, it is unbelievable. Yeah. Well, social media influencer, that's a, that's a career path, by the way, folks, to be a social media influencer. Me and Sam were watching uh, some videos the other night. Uh, it was ma mainly those public freakout videos because we just like to see how liberals just... I like to watch Karens. Yeah, they just get bent out of shape over the littlest thing. But this woman used... I'm a social media... Inf this, this woman, she tried to get a free hotel stay in a very luxurious hotel in Dublin, Ireland. And when the guys basically gave her a really sarcastic no, she then turned it into their being misogynist and everything like that. Oh, God, cried her eyes out, too. Like, oh, my God, he was so bad. She, she was so upset, a blood ver vessel burst in her eye. Because I, I looked up and I said, what's wrong with her eye? And 
Well, that's decked in the face. So anyway, social media influencer and YouTuber Jake Paul has been charged by police in Scottsdale for alleged participating in weekend rioting and looting. Police said Thursday the 23-year-old Jake Joseph Paul was identified as being present among hundreds of tips and videos sent to officials. He reportedly unlawfully entered and remained inside a Scottsdale Fashion Square mall when it was closed. Officials said Paul, who had a large following on YouTube, was present at the protest, which was declared an unlawful assembly, and the rioters were ordered to leave the area by the police. Paul has been charged with criminal trespassing and unlawful assembly, both misdemeanor charges. Police said he was issued a summons to appear in court in a month but was not arrested. Now, here's the funny thing. Because Logan Paul is denying that he played any role in the looting. You know why Logan Paul is such an idiot, and anybody who follows this guy is just as stupid as him? He videoed it. He videoed it for his YouTube channel. What? Yeah. Video of the incident suggests that he may have obtained goods in the case and a bottle of vodka looted from a restaurant in the mall. Wait, so he he recorded he recorded himself doing this. Yes. Because he claimed that he was there to document what was happening. And he and that he will continue to document things that he feels are important. And you see, that's his defense to it. But that makes sense. But you see, the thing is, I saw the video on the news. They were talking about it. And there he was with his little camera guy going around in that mall, videoing themselves doing it. I mean, how stupid can you be? But you see, this is the thing with Jake Paul. Do you know what Jake Paul's worth is? No. $19 million. That's his net worth you know how much I'm probably worth? We ain't even worth that dead. <laughs> I know how bad is that? We, me and you aren't even worth that dead. We don't even eclipse a million dollars. No. <laughs> but his defense is, I was there to document it because this was important to me. But if you watch any of Logan Paul's, or Jake Paul, well, I mean, his brother Logan's just as stupid. But if you watch any of Jake Paul's videos, this guy, it's all about him. It's, you know, his vlogs and a day in his life. Now, I'm not saying that anybody vlogging is a bad thing, but he and his brother have been known to do really stupid things and shock value crap. I mean, I think they're trying to be the next generation of jackass. But let me just put it to you this way. Bam Margera, Ryan Dunn, and Johnny Knoxville are the OGs, and you're never going to be on their level. You know, can I just say something, though? It... You want to go over and say you were just in there documenting? Well, the only people that can have a shot of really getting away with that is the press. Yeah. Because of freedom of the press. Right. Now, here's the thing. Being a YouTuber and documenting it does not make you the press. Right. See, now, we could have went in there and documented it and... Probably got away with nothing as long you know as long as we didn't participate in the looting and anything we just recorded. Mm-hmm. Now his brother Logan, he got into some trouble 
back, I can't remember what year it was, but he got into some trouble and created massive outrage when he uploaded a video recorded in Japan's Okigera Forest, as we know here in the West as the Suicide Forest, where he found someone who had hung themselves. The video was soon taken down by the YouTuber after the outrage went viral, yet Paul maintained his career despite the anger. Now here's the thing, folks. Jake Paul's popularity continues to grow. He has 21 million subscribers on YouTube. And as I said, anybody who follows this guy is probably just as stupid as he is. So that make 20 at least we know 21 million people are just as dumb for paying attention to this guy. Hey, they could be kids. You can't say kids are dumb because Well, they need to, well, they need to find something more constructive. Paul was taking parts part in an activity in Scottsdale. It may well be part of an effort to raise his profile, particularly by involving himself in an effort being celebrated by the media. Even being charged is unlikely to hurt him. He's he's probably not going to find any type of uh, trouble, you know. This is probably going to boost his profile because remember the cash me outside girl? That girl's got a record deal now. Only in America can you be so freaking obnoxious and become famous. You can be a delinquent. That's the, yeah. that's the thing. You be a delinquent, you become famous, or, you know, you become... But I, I think what's happening here is that Jake Paul, because him and his brother have gotten into trouble before, I think they were just trying to do this so they could garner support and probably get more followers. gain more followers. That's because probably all it was. We always see that on YouTube, especially when the people do probably some of the most obnoxious stuff, where it's like... And Logan Paul and Jake Paul first really got famous with the Vines. They were the ones that, that, that when the Vine thing was happening, they, that's what they were pretty much doing. They were doing all the Vines. And I got to admit, some of the Vines they did were actually pretty good. But, you know, they go around and do this stuff, and it just seems to... It's like once you get to really know somebody, you can find them funny or entertaining. But once you really get to know somebody and their personality, it kind of changes your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I, I I seen them doing something that I thought was, you know, completely obnoxious. And, you know, like when Logan went to the suicide forest, I, I went to Japan. I lived in Japan for four years. Um, we had heard about it, but we never thought about going there. Because, you know, the thing is, this is where somebody went and ended their life. I mean, it's kind of, you know, you remember when we went to the, the 9-11 memorial, the 9-11 museum? If you guys ever get a chance to go to that museum, please do. It's amazing. It's amazing, but I tell you what, there are some parts of that museum that it it just, it rips your heart out of your chest. I actually did. I actually did start crying in it. In one of the rooms, one of the rooms we went into showed video of people jumping from the World Trade Center because jumping to their death was better than them burning, burning to death in there. And you know, we walked outside the museum and we thought, "My God, this we could have possibly been standing where somebody jumped to their death." It's a very solemn experience going there. It's not like going to a normal museum where no. you hear a lot of noise. It's 
when we went, when you go down the the steps, because you're actually in where the World Trade Center, one of them was in the basement. You're in the basement of where the trade, trade centers used to be. It is, I mean, it's a very solemn experience. People are very, uh, when we went, they were just very respectful, you know, peaceful, quiet. It's very quiet to the point where it's eerie. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's absolutely eerie. I mean... I we I remember we walked through this part of the museum and we got to a place where there was a plaque that said however many feet up this is where the plane hit the tower. Yep, I remember and that. And it was like, "Oh my gosh." You know, and they have, you know, parts of the planes and the fire trucks that were crushed during the collapse. I mean, it's just a personal effects from some people who were killed. I mean, it, it's just you sit there and look and go, "Wow." You know, and and then it kind of really grips you at that point that this is a place where so many people lost their lives. And, you know, that's why we never went to that. We thought that that would be very disrespectful to the families of somebody who lost a loved one to go to that forest. So that was, you know, we were like, no, we ain't we ain't going there. But these guys like to go there just to, like I said, make themselves even make themselves famous. That's what they're hoping for. All right, folks, that's going to do it for the first hour of the American Gun Show. We'll be back at the top of the hour with hour number two. Until then, take care of one another, stay safe, and remember, our rights, our fight. (laughs) 